feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Breaking News. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, it is election night in 37 states. Lots of big state elections, local elections, and results are just coming in because the polls have closed like in New York just recently, two hours ago in New Jersey, Connecticut. Also, polls closing basically almost everywhere across the country. Some results coming in. And let's go to WAVC news gal, Liz Radabali. Uh, Liz, first let's start with New York because all 51 city council seats were up for grabs. A few results have come in. Uh, give us some of the highlights. All right. Thanks, Rita. So, so far, yeah, 51 seats are up for grabs. Leans right now 45 to 6 Democrat uh, favor. But right now we are seeing 47th, the open seat out in Brooklyn. It seems that Justin Brennan is going to take that seat with more than 95% reporting. That's it is a Democrat. Not, yes, it is not officially called yet. And same with the 48th district out in Brooklyn. It seems that Ina Vernikov will hold on to that seat. She is a Republican. She faced some recent trouble over alleged gun charges. So she seems to be holding on with 60% with 95, more than 95% reporting so far. And of course, she brought that gun uh, to one of the protests. For that one of the pro-Palestinian protests, yes. So she is actually, that did not um, hurt her chances. It seems that voters are still voting for in favor of Ina. So, and in Queens, we're seeing Vicky Palladino, Queens 19th. She is remaining in power. She won by a very slim margin of only 300 votes back in 2021. She had a rematch with her opponent, Tony Avella. She is, so far, looks to be projected to win 60% of the votes with more than 95% so far. Yeah, it looks like it was a huge clean sweep. Uh, She just did a big uh, acceptance speech a little bit ago, and she's been feisty. We've had her here on the Rita Cosby Show. Uh, She's been very outspoken about the migrant shelters that are in New York. Uh, and also talking about crime, public safety, and again, as you said, uh, handily, it looks like, beating uh, Tony Avella there. Um, also, the Central Park Five, because a lot of listeners around the country remember that case. Uh, of course, uh, that horrific crime that took place in the 1980s, and there were five guys that were accused of it. One of them was Yusuf Salam. Yes, and he won his primary by a landslide. So he ran in this uncontested. So he pretty much has that seat. He is going to be serving on the city council. Wow. So yeah, and, and what a change, you know, from <laughs> uh, being behind bars and now he's a city councilman in New York uh, talking about his faith tonight. Uh, one of the other things too, let's go on the national because we're yes. still waiting, of course, for a lot of the New York races to come in. And as soon as we get them, guys, uh, boy, it will be interesting if, like, as you mentioned, the Bronx seat ends up going to a Republican Republican. It would be the first time that that would happen in that decades. That may be our one surprise flip. So yeah. we'll we'll have to keep an, our eye on that. Every election night has a big surprise. You know that there one. has to be something. <laughs> yeah. And on the uh, national scale, let's first start with we're waiting on Virginia because Glenn Youngkin, 
who uh, really has been touted by a lot of people as a potential presidential candidate at some point, um, he is trying to get the legislatures, both of the sides, to go Republican. One now, one of the chambers is Republican, the other one is Democrat, but by a narrow margin, he's hoping to turn it all red. Any idea sort of where that's headed so far? Yes, so all 140 seats are up for grabs. It seems so far... Some of the numbers have been coming in. It is leaning blue so far. Um, and, you know, that would be a huge challenge for him to get anything done if he wants that presidential bid, if he wants some legislation under his belt. He kind of needs that cooperation from the House and the Senate. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to pass the legislative uh, initiatives through. You're right. You got to You got to You don't want to have the gridlock, uh, at least on his part. He certainly doesn't want to have that. Kentucky. Uh, that was one of the big, there are two big governor's races, uh, Liz Radabali. Kentucky governor race. Uh, the incumbent is Annie, Andy Bashir. He was pushing for um, a lot on, he's helped with the natural disasters that have happened. He's also been pushing for abortion rights. Um, Democrat there. It looks like he won, right? Yes. uh, AP News and NBC News both calling in favor of Bashir. He defeated the state attorney general and would have been the first black governor of the state, Daniel Cameron. Yeah, who's a rising star. A lot of people were saying this could be a big future star in the GOP. Still obviously did well, but uh, it looks like Andy Bashir that has been called for the Democrats. So status quo there. Now, what about also Mississippi? Um, Elvis's relative. I love this. Really, <laughs> Elvis's second cousin. The king. Yeah, the king of rock and roll and the blue suede shoes um, is running up against the current governor, who is a Republican there, Tate Reeves. Yes, and it seems that the incumbent power will hold. It seems that so far about 60 percent reporting, 58 percent in favor of Tate Reeves with only 41 percent going to Elvis's distant cousin. You would think Elvis's cousin. You know, <laughs> he got all those platinum records. You would think he would clean up on the you election. You think thing, that would you know? transfer to the polls. But unfortunately, <laughs> I guess the king of rock and roll doesn't hold that ballot power. Oh, wow. Don't tell Elvis, all right? He's looking up from above. What about in Ohio? Because there were two big ballot initiatives there. Let's talk about Ohio and what that could bode also for the country. Because a lot of people are saying, what happens tonight? It's an off year, so it's not as big of a turnout. Obviously, every vote counts. Absolutely. So uh, if you're in a place anywhere around the country where the polls are still open, get out and vote, everybody. Hurry up, because these narrow margins make a big difference. But they could be a bellwether of where things are headed. Ohio had two big initiatives. What happened with those? Two big issues were on the ballot. First being abortion. They wanted to protect abortion rights within the state constitution. That was what was voters were deciding on. It seems that voters have chosen to enshrine abortion rights in the state's constitution with about 90 more than 95% reporting so far 60% voting in favor of abortion rights and recreational marijuana and is yes, another the one yes the second the second being recreational marijuana usage if they vote in favor they would be the 24th state to legalize recreational cannabis use wow you know i would say new york uh, is making up for the other states uh, because <laughs> if you walk down the streets in new york liz uh, you're getting high just walking by there is so much <laughs> marijuana in new york we're definitely leading the way 
play. Well, yeah, Ohio might be next. Who knows? (laughs) Boy, Liz Radabali, you are terrific. Thank you for joining us. And will you come back as soon as the other results come in? Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Rita. Thank you very much. Our awesome news gal at WABC Radio, Liz Radabali. Thank Thank you you so, so much. Let's go to your calls, everybody. What do you think of the results that Liz and I were just talking about here on the Rita Cosby Show? 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Ken in the Bronx, line two. Ken, your thoughts. All right. My lady won for the Republicans. Pelham Bay, Throgsneck, Christie. So what do you think? Let let me ask you, Ken, are you surprised by the results, disappointed by the results? Let me get your read. Well, well, this is my read where I live. I mean, you have a lot of real true blue conservative union guys, union ladies. You have people who are hard-nosed family values who are still there. I mean, in the 1960s and 1970s, Pelham Bay Country Club ruled the world. Let's face it. But a lot of people moved out. They wanted bigger homes, crime all over the city. And that, I mean, I don't think you're really familiar with that area. Those, yeah, those no, are- no, no. I know exactly. And by the way, you know, um, uh, thanks for your points, Ken, because it's interesting to see where that's going. Because, uh, indeed, uh, one of the parts of the Bronx is like the northeast section of the Bronx. That's where uh, that Christy Mora, Mora, Mora Morado looks like she is handily leading at this point. She hasn't been officially declared uh, but you're right. That it could end up going Republican. That might be, as we were just talking about, maybe the one big surprise because they have not had a Republican there in a few decades. Uh, so that's an interesting moment. And it could be a little bit different than as we're seeing some of the other ones seem to be a bit status quo. Uh, but thank you so much. You're right. Very interesting point. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Line four. Al, any surprises you think so far? Uh, how you doing, Rita? Thanks for taking my call. You know, the councilwoman who represents uh, Queens, Councilwoman Palladino. Yeah, Vicky Palladino. Uh, you know, she, she is spunky. Yeah. yeah, she had a, you know, she had a pretty big win. I thought it would have been tighter because uh, Tony Avello, he's been around a long time. He's been a state senator. He's been a councilman. And we just lost you there. Uh, I'll call back because uh, we just lost you there for a brief moment. Al, uh, let's go, if we could, to Mike on line three. Mike, your thoughts as we're doing this. Mike, go ahead. Hey, you, Rita. Um, well, yeah, election day, people really have to use their brains before they cast the ballot, because if things are status quo, uh, it's going to be status quo. You know, I mean, it's, it's in a downward spiral, our country, thanks to, you know, Joe and the vice president and everything that's going on with the border. And and you know what, people use your use your conscience before you cast the vote, because it's going to change the climate for the good. Hopefully, for the good, Rita. Otherwise, you know, it's it's just uh, SOS, same old stuff, same old stuff. Well, that's and why, that and you know, stuff. Mike, I'll tell you too. Uh, you know, in yeah. one of these races. Uh, there was, it's Ari Kagan, Justin Brannon, for example. This is one of the city council races. I think it's South Brooklyn. And right. in that particular race, Justin Brannon has said some things uh, that are not necessarily supportive of the police um, and has made some statements, you know, in the past that he, you know, there. put it this way, it seemed like it was clearly uh, somebody who maybe isn't as supportive of the police compared to somebody who is much more supportive of the police. And guess what? It looks like 
Justin Brannon, the Democrat, won. Uh, I mean, crime is skyrocketing, particularly also in South Brooklyn. I mean, it's a major issue there. Uh, what's going on with the voters? I mean, there doesn't seem to be that many flips or changes tonight. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, uh, people people are so influenced by the other uh, stations. I, I only watch Fox News. Fake news, like Donald Trump said. And if you want to, you know, sit there in a stupor and, you know, believe the spin that they put on, uh, you can do nothing to say nothing wrong about the Democratic donkeys. I mean, let's get real, people. Look at the state of affairs of our country. It has to be changed in an upward pattern, not a downward spiral like we're going through. Yeah, absolutely. And what does it take? I mean, in some cases, there's some pretty clear uh, positions. One example, and I'll bring up another one, uh, Mike, is Tiffany Caban. Yeah. This is another city councilwoman. We've talked about her on the show because she was giving out these flyers, basically telling people how to deal with, you know, don't, you know, go and talk to somebody if they have mental illness, if they seem a little violent, try to calm them down, uh, telling people not to really report certain crimes and issues. I mean, it seemed very soft on crime, her philosophy. And yet, and again, it hasn't been called her race, but she looks like she's leading handily. I mean, what what does it take? I, I mean, I, I can't imagine crime getting much worse in New York. I can't imagine yep. the economy getting much worse. Uh, subways getting much worse. I mean, uh, how how rock bottom do we need to hit? Exactly, and you know, in Italian, it's like uh, it's like taking stunad pills, stupid pills. That's what they're doing, a lot of them. I mean, wake up and smell the coffee, people. Don't you see? We all see the, the, the climate of our country because of Papa Joe, the vice president, all the other far-left Democratic mayors. It's a killing field with crime, psychotic behavior, mentally disturbed, and the list goes on and on. You know, the list goes on and on, Rita, you know. I agree, and that's why you would think uh, that it would be like, okay, um, maybe this time I'll go with someone who puts law and order at the top of the ballot. Uh, and I'm not even saying Republican, whatever it is. If you look at the, in most cases, it is the Republican. But if you look at the education of these different people and you do the background, you go, well, this one clearly cares more about protecting our police. This one cares less. Maybe because it's high crime, I want to go with somebody in particular who really cares about protecting me and my family, as opposed to someone who doesn't seem to make that as big of a priority, if any priority. And yet, exactly. you know, come yeah. on. I feel like shaking them and going, Mike, you know, give me a break, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, wake up and smell the coffee again and be, you know, uh, uh, sensible in your thought process. You know, where are we going? It's a big, especially, you know, a year from now with the president. And I hope he gets impeached with, with the vice president for, for uh, uh, you know, for, for our, her actions or inactions. I mean, it's it's a it's a total, uh, uh, you know, it's a total downward spiral. Again, I say, it, you know, but Rita, and that's why I applaud you for speaking about Back to Blue, your first hour and the veterans in the second hour. And some people, young people, I was saying today to some uh, good people down here in South Carolina, you know, a younger generation, I don't even think they give any thought to what Veterans Day means. I you agree. Know? And they, you know, to me, every day is Veterans Day, which is why yep. I try to spotlight it um, every single day, because I think not only 
Is it because I love the veterans and I think we should? I also want other people to understand their incredible sacrifice and what they have done. And also law enforcement, our men and women in blue. I mean, they are dealing with so much right now and our veterans too as well. And the least we can do is show support and love for them and appreciate and hopefully educate future generations about their incredible sacrifice for all of us. Um, it, it's well, the least I can do. Um, Mike, I love you. Thank you so much, Mike. And you're always terrific. Love, Rita. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. My, thank you, my friend. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break on this big election night. It is an off year, but still some interesting results. What about your races? Do you think there's any surprises? Are there any big national trends that are coming out of this that are a barometer of what's to come? as the polls are doing pretty poor for President Biden of late. Uh, but some local races are doing well for Democrats in a couple different states. We're going to talk about those and a lot more after the break. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. It is election night across America. Some surprises and some incumbents sort of sitting pretty, still waiting for results coming in. And as soon as any of the biggies do come in, I will make sure that we bring them to you. Let's go back to Al real quick. Al, uh, we got cut off there. Go ahead, Al. Yeah, hi, Rita. Yes. Uh, you know, Rita, that was a, tonight in Queens, that was a crushing defeat for Tony Avella. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vicky Palladino. What a handily. Yeah. It was a big win, and up in uh, the D- District 13, which is Morris Park, Pelham Bay, it looks like uh, Councilwoman Velasquez, I believe she was one of those uh, defund police uh, council people. I'm not 100% sure, but it looks like she's trailing. And if she does go down, the reason is because that area used to be heavily Italian-American. A lot had left, but the ones who came in, uh, are Albanian Americans, and they, they tend to vote Republican. So that would be a big win tonight. Yeah, and you know also, just as you said, uh, the issue of policing and crime was very big in that. Uh, there has not been a Republican city council person in that section for decades, and it does look like Christy Marmorato, uh she's the one leading right now. It looks like she's going to get it. Uh, so that would be an interesting one. Maybe there's hope. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great law enforcement and their families. A really powerful story coming from Lincoln, Nebraska, where Lincoln police officer Pierce Krause is being heralded for rescuing a woman who is holding onto a capsized kayak at Holmes Lake Park. The police officer sprang into action a few days ago to help a woman who was in distress at the lake. Uh, Officers were dispatched after there were reports of a woman screaming for help at about 6.15 in the evening. 
The officer immediately located the woman. Uh, Even though it was dark, they put the headlights on. They could see a little bit of silver popping up on top of the water, and they realized that that was indeed the woman. So he jumped in immediately into the lake to rescue her. She was holding onto a capsized kayak about 25 yards from shore. He said, I could hear the yelling. I could see splashing. So I assume that's where it was coming from. The woman had apparently been in the lake for at least 30 minutes, which can lead certainly to hypothermia when the water is cold and also make it very hard to control breathing. The woman was very thankful that the officers were able to get her and also push her and the kayak together back to shore. She was treated and then quickly released by medical personnel at the scene who said that they were amazed how well she was doing and thankfully was rescued just in the nick of time by the officers and their quick actions who jumped in the water and saved her life. What a really, really powerful story. Again, coming from Lincoln, Nebraska. And I always love doing our great Back the Blue here on The Rita Cosby Show. Well, again, tonight is Election Eve. As we get results, we will bring them to you. And some mixed results, first of all, like in New York area, if we look at one of the races, uh, there is a sizable lead. This is in northeast section of Bronx, uh, where there has certainly been problems with crime. The issue of policing is a major, major issue. And it looks like the Republican there is handily leading at this point. It has not been officially called, but a very sizable lead over a Democratic incumbent. Christy Marmorado holding a very sizable lead over Democratic incumbent Marjorie Velasquez. Uh, So that could be interesting because that is very unusual there in the Bronx to have a Republican congresswoman, especially in very blue New York. But in some other races, Justice Justin Brannon, for example, Democrat, this is the South Brooklyn area. There, he handily won. He is a Democrat up against the Republican there. Uh, he not a supportive at all of police compared to the Republican. And yet the Democrat winning there, Vicky Palladino, uh, also is an interesting race. This is in Queens. Big win there. Uh, She was going up against Tony Avella. Tony Avella last time uh, lost to her, but it was a very tight, tight race. This time, handily, she won. And she has been a very public face on the national level, not just in New York, but on the national level, uh, very much fighting against some of the migrant shelters, very much supporting police, supporting veterans. Um, And in fact, tonight, She said, I will never back down. That's what she said in her victory speech. And she is winning by leaps and bounds over the challenger there. So some interesting mixed results. The question is, how can we interpret it? It's a little early if there's any big national trends. We're also keeping an eye right now on Virginia because a lot's at stake there. Governor Glenn Youngkin, who, of course, uh, term limited there, Um, And there in Virginia, he is looking at trying to turn both the House and the Senate. One of the chambers now is in Republican hands, but he wants both of them in Republican hands. That would help him, obviously, to pass legislative initiatives. It would also hope to, uh, you know, maybe bolster his chances to probably run for president at some point, whether it's this go round or down the road. 
uh, certainly a very popular and well-accomplished governor there in Virginia. So watching that results to see after a lot of campaigning on his part and also earlier today on Cats and Cosby, we spoke with Winsome Sears. She is the lieutenant governor there, very impressive woman, uh, African-American woman. She is a Marine, uh, has a really interesting background, and so far, uh, in that race, she's also campaigned quite a bit, too, with the governor. So they put a lot of time, a lot of effort into that race. And we will see where that ends up tonight, because that could be a very, very interesting bellwether for the national sphere. Also, again, if you're just tuning in, in Kentucky, uh, Andy Bashir, who's a Democrat, has been able to ward off uh, what looked like a fairly uh, tight race, from Daniel Cameron, who was considered sort of a GOP rock star, African-American conservative, had the support of President Trump. He also spoke at a number of the Republican, you know, different conventions and different Republican events. Um, But Bashir has indeed been able to keep his seat. And we're waiting to see what happens in Mississippi. It does look like Elvis Presley's relative, true to form, he's the second cousin of Elvis Presley, Um, It looks like he is not going to pull it out and that Tate Reeves, who is the Republican, will probably stay there. So not a lot of changes in those two, but we will keep you posted as results come in. What are the surprises that you think are coming tonight? And is there anything that you can glean from these results? Uh, Low turnout, it seems, so far. And there were a lot of days of early voting They had more than a week, it seems, of early voting uh, prior to. Typically, there was not early voting, but they decided this time that all sides would have early voting. The turnout for early voting, for example, they were saying in New York City, it came out to about, I think it was 85,000 was the amount of early voting. That's not a lot if you look at it over, uh, what it was, seven or eight days. Uh, You know, what, 10,000 basically votes a day, and they spent a lot of money Uh, being able to do the early voting. So is this a sign that people still are used to coming out on the day of election? Is it too much to have more than a week of early voting? Is it maybe, I I like the idea of early voting, and I'll tell you why. I'm not a big fan of allowing loose on absentee voting. I'm not a big fan on having too much of early voting. But I think it's important that there is a backup Because you can't always bank that people are going to show up on Election Day. That's what happened, remember, in the last big election. As we saw, the last go-round, it was like, okay, suddenly all these votes came in ahead of time. And then as we saw, like in Pennsylvania and in all these other states, it suddenly changed. And when I think of early voting and the drawbacks of early voting and allowing absentee ballots and ballot harvesting, which is allowed in some states, not all. I think I say two words, John Fetterman, Mr. Hello, good night. Because by the time he had that debate with Dr. Oz, he was so far ahead because the Democrats know how to do early voting. They had many people that were doing the mail-in ballots, that were doing the absentee ballots, that were doing the early voting. All of that stuff added up. And it made it almost an insurmountable lead that Oz could not beat. And that's why I think sometimes it is way too much. People get very suspicious 
Uh, there are opportunities for graft uh, in different cases, potential for it at least. I think if there's a long lag time and if you are too loose and who you allow to do the absentee and not do the absentee. But I think a few days of early voting, I think, is a good idea because you can't always bank that you're going to make it there on Election Day. You never know. People have to work. People might be traveling. Maybe they don't feel well that day. And in narrow races, like what has happened tonight, every vote counts. And we are seeing that in many of the states across the country tonight. What are your thoughts, guys, about early voting? What are your thoughts about the results so far tonight? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe. Line one. Uh, Joe, your thoughts. Well, first of all, I'm going to say what I should have said last night. Benvenuti a tu ritorna a Nuova York, città dello Stato di Florida, alla grazia di Cristo per aiutare americano veterani. Congratulations and welcome back to New York City. Unfortunately, you had to come back to New York City, but from Florida, helping my brother and sister American veterans. Oh, I Joe, believe, thank you. Joe, thank you. I, I love doing that. And, that. and I believe whoever you pick has got to be someone who supports our veterans and supports our police. Absolutely, Rita. And the thing is, anyone who, look, I don't like any of the political parties, but the Democrats are demon rats. They are destroying this country. And, and if anyone who votes for a Democrat is voting against your own safety, your own pocketbook and purse and wallet, you're voting against America. And the bottom line is these thugs in D.C. who threw blood at the White House, they should be locked up, get them on record. I hope to God that it's a sweep across the country to get these liberal loons out of office and knock them down. Thank God uh, by Vicky Palladino's getting in. And let's not forget two-thirds of the homeless men and women, and there shouldn't be in America, are American veterans, 13,000 American veterans suicides every year. We just lost Bert Young, who, you know, from the Rocky movies, he was an American Marine veteran. And let's not forget, this Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Olive Garden, Applebee's, Red Lobster, Ruby Tuesdays, TJF Fridays, Red Robin, they offer a free entree or dessert or a main course. Krispy Kreme Dunkin' Donuts, Kim Hardin's free complimentary coffee and donuts, uh, Grand Slam breakfast at Denny's and uh, Charlie Brown Steakhouse. And like you said, it should be every week, but they don't even feed the American veterans at the Brooklyn VA or the Manhattan VA anymore. But they you know what, Joe? Joe, I'm glad you, by the way, rem- reminded everybody about where they are hosting the veterans and what they're doing. And I'm glad that all of those different restaurants that you just mentioned are doing it. I agree with you. Just as you heard me say earlier, I think they should be giving veterans either free or discounts every day. Believe me, uh, um, I wouldn't be very good at the restaurant business because every time a cop or a veteran came in, I'd be like, here, take this. We'll give you a double. Let's bring in your family. They're free, too, Uh, because, you know, I have such a soft spot for the veterans and our law enforcement But I do think there should be something um, that should be almost all the time, even if it's like a big, significant discount. It shouldn't just be on Veterans Day. It's every day. But I'm glad at least a lot of those big chains that you just mentioned. Bravo to them. Uh, I think that's fantastic. Joe, thank you. And you're right. Much more needs to be done. Uh, Let's go to Andrew. Line five. Andrew, your thoughts. Like Tony Bennett said, each day is Valentine's Day with you on the Rita Cosby show. Each day is Veterans Day. 
Thank you. Thank you. And and you're right, it is. And and it should be every day in America. Um, but I'm glad at least I can do some small part in it, Andrew. What do you think of the results so far? Yeah, what I noticed, because I've been working with the Associated Press on election night as a reporter, mostly in Warren County, New Jersey, which is up near the Delaware Water Gap and a Republican stronghold. And it's true what they say, that the Democrats are better with absentee and ballot harvesting, because it's probably four or five in a row that I did, and it's the same pattern. The Democrats always have the lead, and even a double lead, but the Republicans ultimately win at the final count. But those early votes, they're allowed to tabulate mail-in and absentee in Warren County, so that's why the Democrats always have the lead in the initial counts in the beginning. So it's true, the Republicans are still lagging way behind as yeah, far they, as they got to get a better bench you know andrew you know i i think it's so important that they get a better uh bench and a better infrastructure because the democrats they go house to house they go room to room uh it's like a big machine and that was one of the things uh you know uh that stacy abrams who still hasn't conceded the first time she ran for governor and lost against brian kemp that's a whole other matter um, but she was very well known for, you know, having this tremendous get out the vote effort and a real machine. And it certainly helped, uh, you know, in the Senate races and the other races um, and helped her at least to come close in some, co- you know, in some case with uh, Brian Kemp, even though she didn't win. Uh, but she certainly showed a lot more people coming out than ever before. And the Republicans, I'm a big believer. I'm not, again, a fan at like, because just like you talked about, there's room for a graph. There's room for just people feeling skeptical about the process. And that's not a good thing. Uh, But I think a few days of early voting done right. And if that's what it is, the Republicans have to play by the same rules and take advantage of the system that is there for everybody, not just for Democrats. Let's go to Adam real quick. Line one, Adam, your thoughts. Well, like you said, you know, it should be down for everyone early voting. But I wanted to ask you a question about the back in the blue. Back in the blue, does that mean all police agencies, every police? That's what that means, ma'am? Where are you going, Adam? This is not a trick question. Where are you going? No, I mean, like, does that mean, you know, all police agencies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it means it means appreciating our law enforcement. We've talked about troopers. We've tried. Why? Do you have an issue with a particular one? Why are you bringing that up? Or you want to shine a light on a particular one? Why? Uh, Well, yes, ma'am. Because they always say the Democrats, they 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 uh they don't, you know, they don't want to back the blue or they want to defund the police. But you fail to talk about when the Republicans wanted to defund the FBI for arresting Trump. Yeah, you know what? And by the way, that's an interesting point, Adam. But I will say, in that particular case, there weren't that many that actually wanted to, quote, defund the FBI. Some of them did. And I can I agree with you. I think that that's crazy. Because um, I think that that's where you're coming from. I don't agree with defunding the FBI. I do agree that there were politics thrown in the FBI at some of the highest levels. 
uh, based on some of the actions and even some of those that were investigating Trump from some of those emails. Remember, uh, the like the guy who had the lover that was also there, Lisa Page, and the other one they were messaging back and forth about Trump. I mean, I don't think if you're investigating somebody, you should be having uh, a set view like that, because I think it does at least breed the perception that you're tainted. And so I think there were some politics with individual agents. But I will say, uh, to your point, that we have to back all our men and women in blue. And I think anybody who says, hey, get rid of the FBI, I think that that's uh, ridiculous. Just like I think anybody who says get rid of the NYPD, that's absurd, too. We need our men and women in blue at all the different levels. And uh, there are, I guess, extremists or a couple loonies. Uh, in the basket in a couple different places, Adam, to your point. And I think you're right. We do have to stand with our men and women in blue. So I'm glad you brought that up, Adam. We're going to continue your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And in the next hour, we're going to continue talking about election results as they are coming in. Also, some big news involving Rashida Tlaib and the House. We'll talk about that. Also, people bracing for the fact that a day of rage is scheduled this week. And that's a message coming out from pro-Palestinian group saying we are calling for, quote, a day of rage against Israel. The Defense Department putting out a notice to be on the lookout. That is really scary as tensions are certainly rising high uh, on all sides, but especially as we have seen at some of the protests of late in New York and in California and elsewhere. And we're going to talk about that And also, again, any other new election results will give you the recap, too, of what some of the races are showing in New York. Uh, Also, there's a big one in, of course, Kentucky, Mississippi, and beyond. We'll have all of that coming up in just a few minutes. Let's go to Norm, line four. Uh, Norm, your thoughts, by the way, about early voting. Oh, I I voted early. I, you know, I, I, I didn't in the past, but, uh, it's a it's a brave new world, and we we have to if we're offered the option of of voting early, uh, you know we we have to take advantage of it. So I voted the first day of uh, early voting, and I voted conservative straight down, and I, and um, I assume uh, based upon my district, which is Council District 46, I I, I just have a feeling that. Uh, uh, Mr. Moran got trounced. I don't. I don't know, but I just based on this neighborhood, I don't know. I just have a feeling that uh, Mercedes Narcisse has uh, remained in power. What, what do you um, make? I, by the st- way, Norm, what do you make of the fact um, that I mean, there's been a couple interesting. You know, there was the woman, uh, Christy Morimorado. Uh, it looks like she is likely going to pull it out. She's got a big, decent lead. That's in uh, Bronx. Vicky Palladino mm-hmm. handily won in Queens in the city council. Right. But some of the others um, that are not supportive of the police uh, or not right. that much, um, you know, depending uh, what spectrum you put it on, um, at a time where crime is a huge issue, um, also mm-hmm. the economy is not great. There's so many things going on. Some of them uh, kept their seats status quo. What does that say about voters, Norm? 
It says that most of the voters are stupid and lazy, and that's my opinion on that. With the seventeen percent voted uh, during the uh, uh, during the early voting period is ridiculous. Yeah, that's. Uh, by the way, I think it's lower than that, uh, Norm. I think uh, if I saw it correctly, uh, I think it was like eighty-five thousand. Uh, that's that's like nothing. That's not even. It's not seventeen percent. Uh, that's single digits. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. And another busy news night here on the Rita Cosby Show. This one, not on the election front, but on the House of Representatives front. Rashida Tlaib, of course, the very well-known Democratic member of the squad who had praised Hamas, who had criticized Israel, who would not condemn Hamas, even when she was asked, uh, what do you think about uh, the rapes and the beheadings and everything like that? She still couldn't find it in her to condemn Hamas. Well, the House of Representatives voted just a little bit ago for censuring her. She becomes the 26th member of Congress to be censured by the House in the legislative body's history. Uh, Most Republicans voted for it. A couple Democrats voted for it. And it passed. Uh, It is a public rebuke of some of her comments, which have been less uh, than favorable to Israel, have been very supportive of Hamas, and some of the atrocities that they committed on October 7th. And here is some of the resolution, uh, just to read what it is. Uh, it came, by the way, from Congressman McCormick. And what's interesting about this, it was supposed to come on the House floor tomorrow. It was pushed up to today uh, because this is really scary. Rich McCormick, he's a Republican of Georgia, the congressman who introduced this resolution against Rashida Tlaib, the office received death threats. So they decided to push it up a day and pass this resolution. He said, I'm not going to cower to these threats, but they thought for safety reasons it was a good idea to move it up one day. Now, in the resolution, again, it says that Rashida Tlaib's false narratives around the October 7th attack again, in which we know the terrorists slaughtered 1,400 civilians in Israel. It also includes 33 Americans, uh, that it was extreme, that her comments uh, were not appropriate in any shape or form. And it also says that we support Israel's right and obligation to defend itself. So it is a rebuke, a very public rebuke of one of the most vocal squad members, Rashida Tlaib. And also, it is also additionally a support of Israel and its citizens and also its borders. So a very powerful statement. She becomes the 26th member of Congress to be censured. Your thoughts about this tonight? Uh, on a crazy election night, but interesting that the House of Representatives has decided to rebuke one of its own. Let's go to Mimi uh, in Queens. Mimi, your thoughts about this? 
Um, I just, I was the one who told your uh, answer, the per- person who answers. It was 234 to 188. Um, I say bravo. By the way, Mimi, what's your reaction? Because her comments have been despicable. I say bravo. Oh, yes. yes, her lying about the hospital and uh, evoking a, a, a demonstration. She, she was in front of these people. And all these people, the man who was killed in California, I think that's because of her and all her words. And um, I also called up um, Schumer, and I told him that I've lived here all my life in New York City, and I'm ashamed. You know what? Very powerful words, uh, because you're right. Her comments, Rashida Tlaib's, have been incendiary. They have been shameful, not condemning Hamas. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on The Rita Cosby Show, a really powerful story coming from Gaylord, Michigan. While serving in the U.S. Army in Syria in 2019, veteran Jonathan Turnbull was visiting a girls' school when an ISIS fighter walked into their group's patrol brief and detonated the suicide vest that he was wearing. Four people that he was with died. He and two other team members were seriously injured. That day, Jonathan Turnbull lost his eyesight while he's endured 22 and counting surgeries on his eyes, along with a handful to help with his hearing. Eventually, he also made it to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation radar. The Tunnels to Towers Foundation, which I'll share with you a little bit more later, really helped him. And the foundation donated uh, and got a home dedicated in a ceremony to Turnbull. That happened last Thursday. So the undersheriff and also the head of the fire department also spoke at the ceremony, saying despite the tragedy and despite the terrible things that he went through, this was a moment to honor a great, great hero. And individuals who were there, Turnbull, in fact, said they stood up, they answered the call, they came to our aid. It humbled me. It honored me. I felt relief, overwhelming relief. What a beautiful story. And speaking of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, it delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. He sustained fatal gunshot wounds after responding to a domestic violence incident, leaving behind his expectant wife and two children. Tunnels to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. So everybody, be sure to donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org, T2T.org. And again, the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And everybody tonight, we are talking about how important it is uh, to protect our allies and stand by our allies. That, as Rashida Tlaib 
gets censured in the House of Representatives. This is also coming, by the way, as we are hearing that pro-Palestinian protesters and also others are putting out the word that there will be a day of rage potentially tomorrow that they're calling for around the country. That is a huge concern. And the Defense Department is telling everybody to be on the lookout. Uh, certainly crime, security, terrorism, open borders. There are so many huge and very, very serious issues tonight. What are your thoughts about the fact that now we are headed to what will be, quote, another day of rage, Rashida Tlaib again being censured. And yet, if you hear her just a few hours ago, she continues to be unrepentant. She has not yet criticized one shred of anything she has said where she has essentially glorified Hamas. She hasn't even condemned them. This is Cut 17, and this is where Rashida Tlaib just a few hours ago, before she got officially censured, She went out there and gave a very sort of crocodile tear speech saying, I'm just defending all people. Um, Not that I'm uh, afraid to condemn Hamas. Uh, Good people on all sides. You know, I love them. I love them. Uh, Listen to this. This is what she said on the floor of the House of Representatives. And soon after, the House of Representatives said she must be held accountable for not slamming Hamas, a terrorist group that slaughtered women and children. Let me be clear. My criticism has always been of the Israeli government and Netanyahu's actions. It is important to separate people and governments, Mr. Chair. No government is beyond criticism. The idea that criticizing the government of Israel is anti-Semitic sets a very dangerous precedent, and it's being used to silence diverse voices speaking up for human rights across our nation. Do you realize what it's like, Mr. Chair, for the people outside the chamber right now, listening in agony to their own government dehumanizing them? To hear the President of the United States, we helped elect, dispute death tolls as we see video after video of dead children and parents under rubble. Mr. Chair, do you know what it's like to fear rising hate crimes, to know how Islamophobia and anti-Semitism makes us all less safe, and worry that your own child might suffer the horrors that six-year-old Wadia did in Illinois? I can't believe I have to say this, but Palestinian people are not disposable. We are human beings, just like anyone else. My city, my grandmother, like all Palestinians, just wants to live her life with freedom and human dignity we all deserve. Speaking up to save lives, Mr. Chair, no matter faith, no matter ethnicity, should not be controversial in this chamber. The cries of the Palestinian and, ch- Palestinian and Israeli children sound no different to me. Why, what I don't understand is why the cries of Palestinians sound different to you all. I don't think there's anybody out there that says that innocent civilians shouldn't be protected But she downright criticized Israel. She was chased by, I think it was a Fox News reporter who was chasing her down the halls of Congress. And they were asking, you know, will you condemn Hamas? Will you condemn the rape and slaughter of these children? Will you do that? She couldn't answer. And then, you know, it was Ilhan Omar who was also asked a similar thing. And then she was like making fun of the reporter saying, God, what a crazy question. 
crazy. Look at how, you know, what a stupid question. What a cra- It's not a stupid question. It's an easy answer. Of course you will condemn, as you should, or you shouldn't be representing the American public. But today, uh, Rashida Tlaib was not alone. Here is Congresswoman Cori Bush, who was defending Tlaib, and listen to this one. A lack of care and a lack of understanding and a lack of seeing the humanity of folks who look like Rashida Tlaib. It's outrageous that my colleagues are blatantly, blatantly attempting to silence the only Palestinian American representative right here. Um, it's outrageous, but it's not surprising. And let me tell you, it's not surprising because this place is where 1,700 members of Congress, this elected body, enslaved black people. It's not surprising because they thought it was right. It's not surprising because this is a place where members continue to claim that the insurrection on the Capitol just appeared to look like a normal tourist visit. It's not surprising because this is the place where our black and brown staff members repeatedly speak of experiencing racism and sexism, Islamophobia, get pushed off of elevators, xenophobia and more right here in this workplace. This is the place. And let me say this. She mourns for the 1400 is I cease fire now, and she takes the, the death threats that you all sent. That, that the gentlelady is no longer speaker. recognized. The gentleman from Maryland. To her, to her, the desire to save lives is greater. Gentle, gentleman from Maryland is recognized. Okay. what I said. Wow. That is, some, that is uh, Congresswoman Cori Bush. That is wild. Another member of the squad who came to Rashida Tlaib's defense. And then here is another member of the squad, if that wasn't wild enough. Here's Ayanna Presley. Listen to this one. Mr. Speaker, I rise in opposition to this censure resolution that is blatantly Islamophobic, anti-democratic, and an utter waste of time. This resolution is as dishonest as it is unproductive. Any member who denies that Congresswoman Tlaib is opposed to the killing of of civilians, Israeli, Palestinian, and Americans alike, is willfully ignoring the truth. Representative Tlaib was elected by voters in Michigan to do exactly what she does best, advocate for a better, safer, more just world. She leads with love, speaks truth to power, and seeks justice even when her life and that of her family and her staff are threatened. As a daughter, mother, sister, friend, advocate, and effective, duly elected three-term first-ever Palestinian-American member of Congress, she has been a much-needed voice in an institution that has too often failed to listen. Today, Republicans are again attacking a Democratic colleague just because they don't like what she has to say. Another shameful but predictable ploy of distraction from the real traffickers of hate who are obsessed with policing progressive women of color. I oppose this offensive resolution for every little girl from Michigan to the Middle East who sees herself when they see the leadership of Representative Rashida Tlaib. Wow, those are some fireworks, but she still got censured on the House floor. And somehow, you know, someone who doesn't condemn terrorists who rape and behead women and kill babies... For some reason, I don't really equate love with that person. Forgive me. But that I mean, that this is such a bunch of hogwash. They are defending somebody who won't go after Hamas, who won't condemn Hamas. And they're saying it's because the rest of the members of Congress are racist. 
and the person who brought up the resolution, this congressman has now been getting death threats at his office, which is why they had to push it up a day because the death threats against him because he's going after Rashida Tlaib are so intense. Wow, this is really scary. Things are getting so heated in this country. It also comes where a 69-year-old man in Ventura, California, who fell during a rally, it looked like he got pushed. There's word that a megaphone may have hit him, you know, like a speaker may have hit him in the head. You know, one of those, you know, blaring things when you're at the uh, rallies that it might have hit him in the head. He had some altercation with a pro-Palestinian. He is a pro-Israeli uh, person and he was protesting, speaking on behalf of Israel. The other person who was on the other side, they got into some sort of altercation. The next thing you know, the 69-year-old guy looks like he was pushed down and he has died. So things are getting very, very intense. In Indiana, there was a woman who said that she was watching the coverage and was inspired by coverage that she saw on one of the TV news. And she said she drove to what she thought was a Jewish center. It was not, but she plowed through the center thinking it was a Jewish center. Uh, things are really getting really crazy. And a lot of people are getting inspired for the wrong reasons. Uh, let's just hope cooler heads prevail, especially as we're hearing about this word of another day of rage. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in Brooklyn, line three. Mike, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead, Mike. Yes, Rita, thank you. Uh, that lady, Congress, I shouldn't even call her a lady, Rashidi, I used the, the I in a capital. You mean, you mean the, Rashida Tlaib, the Congresswoman? Go ahead. I was being polite for saying Rashidi instead of using the lower class uh, I with her name. Yeah, anyway, go ahead, Mike, please. Okay, yeah, she should, have, she, she should be thrown out of Congress. Two weeks ago, when she was running with her mouth with those speeches, she badmouthed America, badmouthed Israel, and then she ends it with my right hand to Allah. That's declaring jihad against America and, and Israel. Yeah, you know what, Mike? You know what really troubled me? And you're right, she has done some things. She also was asked, will you condemn Hamas? And she would not condemn Hamas. She continued to say it's Israeli occupation. She also, and I think this is really disgusting, she also knew that that hospital that was hit, it turns out it was the parking lot, not even the hospital that was hit, was hit. She was aware, even from her own president, President Joe Biden, she's a Democrat, he came out, and to his credit, and I don't often give him credit because he seems to be in la-la land, but but to his credit, he came out and said, yes, it came from Islamic Jihad. It came from inside Gaza. It looks like it was an errant missile that hit the parking lot of this, you know, uh, hospital in Gaza. She knew that information. The president, the head of her party, was saying it publicly, repeated it over and over again. And yet she still continued to say that the hospital was hit by Israelis, that Israelis were targeting, you know, innocent women and children, hitting hospitals uh, like that hospital. When she knew it was not correct, that to me is so dangerous At a, in a climate now, Mike, where people are so revved up and there's so many emotions right now. It is downright scary and it's downright reckless because there are people on the Arab streets 
if you if you look at what's going on in countries like Tunisia, you'll look at Jordan, you look at Turkey, you look at a lot of these countries. There are so many people protesting, and they are playing it over and over again. Hey, look, look at this American congresswoman. What she says, she says the Israel they're 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 using it as propaganda, and that is so dangerous at a time like this where things are a tinderbox. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. And I'll continue your calls about this and also this big election night when we come back after the break. You're listening to the Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on this election night on the Rita Cosby Show, another election result coming in from across the country in Mississippi. Uh, The Democratic challenger to the incumbent Republican Tate Reeves has just called and conceded the governor's race, which means that the incumbent Tate Reeves will remain in office. Uh, also, by the way, in Kentucky, the Democrats stayed in office. So the two incumbents and in the big races that many people were looking for in the governor's houses uh, have remained the same. Now, it was interesting because the challenger was Brandon Presley, who's a second cousin of the king, Elvis Presley. Uh, but yet he was not able to pull enough votes. And just about a minute or two ago, he actually called the sitting governor, Tate Reeves, the Republican, will stay. Uh, another big, huge surprise that is coming in is that many of the news networks are predicting that the state Senate in Virginia will stay in Democratic hands. Now, why that is a big deal is Governor Glenn Youngkin uh, put a lot of personal time, raised millions of dollars to try to turn the legislature there in Virginia red. Right now, uh, the GOP has the House of Delegates, but the state Senate was in Democratic hands and it is staying in Democratic hands. We're waiting to find out what happens with the House of Delegates, uh, that other chamber, but the state Senate was not able to turn red after a lot of effort and a lot of money coming from Glenn Youngkin, who is being touted as really a superstar in the Republican Party and seen by many as a potential presidential candidate at some point. Uh, this will maybe have some interesting reflection as to where his political career goes. Uh, the fact that the Senate at this point in the Democratic side has not turned and it looks like, according to the news media, it will stay in Democratic hands, despite uh, Yeoman's effort by Glenn Youngkin, a very, very popular governor there. Also, be sure to stay tuned uh, to your local station, because as results are coming in, there's still a lot of other big results that we're waiting to hear from. And as they come in, uh, of course, all the different stations will give you the very latest And, of course, my home base of WABC Radio always has the best coverage, so you definitely want to make sure 
that you stay tuned for that. Your thoughts about where all this is going, 1-800-848-9222, Let's go to Sandra real quick, uh, because Sandra, I know you want to also call about the other big news. Rashida Tlaib censured uh, by the House of Representatives for her reprehensible comments about Israel and her praising comments of Hamas. Uh, Your thoughts about where that's all going right now? I just, I wanted to say to you, Rita, we have a mutual friend, Ronnie Pearl, and she sent me two videos, one on Saturday, and, and that one has since been deleted, and another one that I received. I, I'm not the same person anymore. It shows you men getting executed, kicked into graves, shot alive. And by the way, Sandra, you give Ronnie my love, but you are right. The video, the evidence is there, and anyone who doesn't condemn it should be censured. One million people. That's how many people go blind each year. That's a staggering number. Hi, I'm Randall Lavolio, President and CEO of Sea International. By the end of this year, one million men, women, and children will have gone blind. 285 million people worldwide are visually impaired, and 90% of them live in developing countries. Here's an even more sobering fact. Every 60 seconds, somewhere in the world, a child goes blind. They will live their lives unable to see the beautiful world around them if they don't get the treatment they need. Yet 80% of all these cases could have been prevented or treated. The only thing they lack is access to proper eye care. Sea International is a Santa Barbara-based nonprofit dedicated to getting them that care. All it takes is about $100 to restore someone's sight and transform their life forever. For more information, go to our website at seainternational.org.